Welcome to the Marketing Happy Hour podcast, where we stir up the perfect blends of insights, strategies, and trends to quench your thirst for marketing and business success. Join us every week as we pull up a chair, pour out the latest business innovations, and mix in some expert advice from industry leaders. I am your host, Shelby McFarlane, CEO of Shelby and Company Incorporated. It's time to shake things up, stir up some creativity, and sip on success. Welcome to the Marketing Happy Hour podcast. Hey y'all, it's your favorite boss babe, Shelby here. Today I have a very special guest, my favorite insurance guy in Arkansas at least. Please welcome Nick Tuberville. Hi there. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Good. So people may say, why is he your favorite insurance guy? Not just because you're my favorite insurance guy and my insurance guy, but also you're my favorite person, my boyfriend. Yay! So I, <laughs> I told you I was going to make <laughs> I told you I was going to make it really awkward. So today we're going to talk about um, the difference between owning a business and then working for someone else. So a little bit about Nick. He he does own a state farm agency in Camden, and he has experience of being a business owner versus working for other people. So. Tell us a little bit about what you do now as an insurance person and what kind of piqued your in, uh, your interest about insurance. Well, um, what I do now is um, I manage the day-to-day operations of the agency. Um, I do interact with customers quite a bit still, um, but I generally operate more of like from the CEO position now. Um, what piqued my interest in insurance is really – um, I was uh, contacted by a recruiter. I was working for a company and I was not super happy. And um, my recruiter called and said there was an opportunity. And so I just explored it um, and found out the uh, opportunity to be a State Farm agent was uh, pretty remarkable. So I continued to pursue that um, and it just kept chugging along till here I am today. Nice. So something we don't have in common, you've actually worked for other people. I don't know that life. So tell us a little bit about the difference between working for someone else and then your life now as like the boss and the owner of the business. Yeah. So I, my background, uh, employment background is somewhat diverse. Um, I spent uh, about 14 years in law enforcement. Uh, and I guess in a sense, you're working for people then um, mm-hmm. as well as you're working for the public. But even during that time, I felt like that I had an entrepreneurial spirit that was within me. Um, I started out, um, I had a lawn service. Uh, I can go back as far as I'm washing cars on the side, and installing equipment and police cars for the county on the side. So I always had this side hustle thing going on to try to make some extra money. And then when I went back to college later in life, um, I think that just really uh, sparked it even more so. Uh, soon left law enforcement. And I still worked for someone. Um, but again, on the side, I had this hustle going on. Uh, and then those roles started turning into more of management type roles and more of a leadership type role. Uh, so when it came time to to leave that and just go out and be actually the owner uh, and, and be a true entrepreneur uh, for a full time position, um, it was a big change. Uh, but even working for people. Um, you always had this desire to want to make things different. You know, I you see things you want to change and then you go to leadership and want to make that change. And, you know, how sometimes leadership is not quick to make a move or want to make mm-hmm. a change. 
it, it can be frustrating at times when you see opportunities that you think can make things better, but you know, that's not how we do it or we don't do it that way. Or we've always done it that way. Uh, mentality kicks in and it's like, ugh. but I was fortunate enough that prior to uh, being an agent, I worked for a small company in the beer wholesale industry and they pretty much turned it over to me and just said, okay, if you think it makes it better, let, let's try it. Um, so that was, that was pretty refreshing to be able to go through that. Um, which I led that through a, uh, through a sale to another company. And so I'd learned quite a bit in the business world through that adventure. So working for other people, depending on what position you're in, can be somewhat frustrating, uh, but it also can bring, you know, bring to light some strengths in, uh, that you may have that you don't even know about. Absolutely. So when it, you know, as entrepreneurs, I mean, I've, I fully believe that we were born with this because I've never really had a desire to work for someone else. I did through high school, but you know, I mean, obviously, you know, my story and I've been an entrepreneur since I was 18 years old. So I kind of think that being an entrepreneur, you're going to be born into it because you have people that are being led or people that um, are more, you know, the Indians and then we're kind of the chiefs in all of this. So um, as a business owner, what would you describe your life like now? And we can kind of talk through this because we both get to experience this every every single day. So what is your life like that's different versus like when you're working for someone else doing like a nine to five? Because I think there's like this idea out there as a business owner People think that we have all the freedom in the world. We don't have any extra responsibilities. We don't have to answer to people. But really, let's dive down into like what it's like being an entrepreneur and also a business owner um, and how that day-to-day -day looks for both of us. I'll let you start. Yeah, so it's it's business is risk versus reward. That's just really yeah. what all business boils down to, right? So you take a risk to start a business or to buy a business or to operate a business and the reward is, you know, flexibility, mm -hmm. better pay, um, you know, uh, potentially better pay, you know, the freedom, right? Flexibility, yeah. freedom, better pay. But they're, they're, you know, the risk of that are, you know, making it work, making it yeah. last, making it, make it, you know, making it successful, growing it. Um, yeah. So you have to balance those things out or, you know, and, and the alternative is that is a nine to five, eight to, you know, four, whatever yeah. hour, you know, eight hour shift working for someone else where you get a guaranteed paycheck, but how do you grow that paycheck? Well, you just longevity right. and, and maybe moving up and it's everything mm -hmm. works right. And with the entrepreneur side of it is, you know, how do you grow that? Well, mm -hmm. in the current environment I'm in is that, you know, I just teach my team to be better every day and grow and, you know, uh, acquire more customers and, and try to maintain the ones that we have. And, so that's the growth model for us. And so with that, you know, becomes the flexibility of I have a team, you know, I've, I've grown yeah. enough that I have a team of three that operates the office while I'm not here. And if I they right. do need me, they can call me. But um, that flexibility gives me the time to go do things with my kids or or mm -hmm. with my girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> and so yes. um, travel, do things that are fun, um, go to business meetings and, you know, all the things that come yeah. with it. But I also have a big risk there that I have three people that work for me. So I have to make yeah. sure that we're in growth mode to cover payroll and make mm -hmm. sure that they are supported and, and can have growth in their own personal life. So um, yeah. so it's not just, oh, I'm a business owner and I'm just going to go do what I want to do. And the ones you see yeah. do that often, you know, have a lot of struggle in my opinion. Yeah. 
And I def I mean, it's taken both of us time to get here. I mean, I've been in my current business now for eight years. And it's like, I'm finally to that point, like you are with people that work for me. I'm able to have a little bit more freedom. I can time block out personal time for Kinsey plus us time, you know, and us traveling and all of that. But then you're also into this five years this year. So it's taken a little bit. You didn't just jump into a business owner role and able to take off whenever you want to or able to have a team that's strong. You know, you've had to like create processes and make sure that you're in growth mode, make sure the cells go, you know, that kind of stuff, too. And I think that people have um, this understanding or this idea that when we own a business, we're just automatically successful. But there's so much behind the scenes that you don't see on social media and you don't even see walking into your office when your customers walk in. They don't see the fact that okay, well, we didn't really meet our goal this month. Or they don't see the fact that, okay, well, Shelby, you know, has messed up three sign jobs and they're having to redo that. And there goes the profit for that, you know? So there's other things behind the scenes whenever it comes to being a business owner that um, are not as pretty as what we post on, you know, if we're going to the beach or if we're taking our kids somewhere or something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, just a quick, yeah, to reiterate that story is that I started in June of 2019 and, um, Let's see, what was that, July of 2019, maybe, August? I was, then I was less than two months in. Um, yeah. We had a family trip uh, to the beach, and everybody went except Nick. And Nick took <laughs> one day at the end of the week and flew down to meet oh, up wow. with them and, and drive back on Sunday. So um, yeah. could I have left? Absolutely. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel comfortable leaving a brand-new team and, and a brand-new business yeah. for a week for a vacation um that mm -hmm. i could just you know forego for that time and make up for it later so there are those yeah. there's you may we make a lot of sacrifices as business owners of you know i mean there's been i mean for the first I don't know, probably nine months or so i didn't even get a paycheck mm -hmm. so right. i mean there's a lot of things that we sacrifice to build our business and you know unless you've walked a walk and you most yeah. people don't understand oh you got it made you just do this you just got all the money you know, all these things those comments that you hear all the time it's just like if you only knew Right. And I mean, I've had plenty of failures in business and you have as well. But like, you know, we both survived the 2020 COVID time, which I am so grateful for. You know, I didn't have to let go any of my team. I'm not really sure if you had to. We can get into that in a minute. But, you know, at the time, right before COVID hit, I opened a second sign shop in Stuttgart. And I was so excited about this. It was a bit, it was an area that people were interested in. You know, I did a lot of work down there and um, I opened up a shop, invested into it personally. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and that sign shop itself ended up being one of my bigger failures in a way because I did invest into it. Um, but like people didn't really realize that I failed because I was very quiet about it on social. You know, I kind of just closed it down. I didn't tell anyone about it. But talk about like maybe some of the things that you felt that didn't really go as planned in your business as a business owner. Oh, well, I mean, right out of the gate, you know, I, I, I was coming new into this industry and um, I, I was getting a signed book of business to work and I brought four team members in right off the bat. And mm. um, so I'm have I have four team members and I don't even know what I'm doing yet. I got four people here looking right. at me to, to train them. Well, low. Long story short, and I figured out I could have started with probably two and been okay um, yeah. because I could have taken those two, developed them rather quickly, and then just started mm -hmm. scaling up from there. But I started with four, and I liked to lost yeah. it all because I, you know, I had so much in payroll going out that I was just like, 
we're not making anything. We're not writing a new business. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I didn't fail at it I, per se, but I did, you know, I did, um, I did struggle with it. Um, but I mean, I, I had a business that I shuttered as well. So I, I can understand that, you know, I had a, I had a lawn service that was lawn and landscape yeah. service that was really growing. And I had some, some big commercial accounts and I was about to take a step and really grow it. Um, and then I just realized how much it was taken away from me, um, mm-hmm. to do both that and work a full-time job with the state. So yeah. I shuttered that business. So I understand what it's like. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people look at a shuttered business and think, well, it was a failure and it's right. not always the case. There's other things that are in play that we don't know about. You know, I know in your case that, yeah, it was a shuttered business, but it really turned out to be a more, True. um, more, more, um, uh, what would you say, uh, streamlined it, business because yes, then you could focus yeah. on one particular place and you know with technology you know a lot of locations are yeah. not needed anymore so you see a lot of that going on people shuttering mm-hmm. locations to streamline streamline their business so there's a lot to a business mm-hmm. not being in business anymore that not may not necessarily be failure it just could be that it's yeah. you know, some the changes in, in in our economy or or the environment mm-hmm. And I mean, you understand that, you know, I deal, I don't deal well with rejection and I didn't really realize it. I was in sales until we started really kind of like understanding my business together, which I appreciate us being in a relationship because you have that entrepreneur spirit. I do too. We have a huge connection on that side. And so you're also in sales, but you've taught me so much about like rejection and how to sell better and how to email better. And then we've done a lot of personal development And it's interesting to me to think that, you know, I'm a marketing agency, but also a salesperson. And I didn't realize that until comparing my business to your business and just kind of talk through that process of being a salesperson and dealing with rejection because I'm not the best person to talk to about that. Yeah. So from the, yeah, I got into the actual sales role in the beer business and I had never been in sales before. And, um, I was more, I was a general manager, so I was managing a sales role. Um, So I learned from others of watching them do it um, and obviously some training through that. So when I became out on my own, which was a different, different sale, different type dynamic, different product. Um, But you're, you know, I think as business owners, if as a business owner, you're always in sales mode because you may not be selling a product, but you're selling something to a customer I mean, I don't know what else you could do as a business yourself. that doesn't, yeah, you're not <laughs> yeah. selling something, you know, you're selling yourself, yeah. you're selling your word, you're selling a promise. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, in all aspects, you're selling something, you're selling your, you know, mm-hmm. products or not. So I believe that uh, as an entrepreneur, you're always selling. So, mm-hmm. you know, we all have to have the, that ability to sell whatever that niche role we're in. We have to be able to sell that, whatever it is. Yeah. And also something we both have in common is personal development and like really taking time to understand what leadership means for us and how we can lead our team better. Who do you recommend um, podcasts or maybe books or even in the insurance industry? I know you have like your specific people that you are a part of their group and stuff. Like who would you recommend to other uh, business owners or even insurance owners um, out there that they could grow their business in personal development? Yeah. So when I first started, I I really wasn't really into podcasts and I started, I figured out really quick, okay, I've got to really ramp You're up. Welcome. My, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really had to ramp up my learning curve very quickly in the insurance space. And so I turned to podcasts and I found a podcast uh, and the name of it is the insurance guys podcast. And there's some independent oh, yeah. agents there and they, 
they really talk about a lot of things. Uh, anybody that's in the insurance business knows that there's an independent and a captive and they're uh, drastically different in the way we do things, but they talk about, you know, marketing things and sales tips and tricks yeah. and talk and things you say and don't say. And so it's more of a broader sense of, 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 of the business. So I really enjoyed that podcast. And then, you know, personal development, I, I like Jay Shetty. Um, I know mm -hmm. Ed Mallette has a lot of good things, but I tell you what I really found to get a lot of knowledge is just your peers yourself. So as a state there farm major, there's 19,000 state farm agents across the country. Um, locally, there's four or five of us that study together and yeah. there's multiple study groups that you can get in and, and get um, networked into. And those have been a really big asset for me because I mm -hmm. have found that you can study broad about your about your craft or you can get down to a niche of someone who really talks about on your mm -hmm. level because there are people who who are high right. flyers in every situation, you know, not every podcast yeah. is an Ed Milet podcast, but, right. um, and, and the same goes with insurance agents. Some are bigger, some are smaller, some are struggling, some are successful. And so we, I just found a group that actually is somewhat similar to what I do. Um, and, and that has seemed to really help, help me. So I think your peers are just as good as any nationally platform, you know, study group that you could find. And I love that about State Farm agents because I do serve a bunch of you guys around the nation for marketing. And you guys always like to talk to each other and bounce ideas off of each other. But like in my industry, in the marketing industry, we have so many competitors even here locally. I used to be in a group and I had another digital marketing person in there. She took all of my ideas and it was supposed to be like a private group and people that I can like depend on. So I think that you guys definitely have an advantage in like as a state farm industry or like as a whole, you know, in the agency world that you are competitors, but really you can help each other out. And I think that's really cool because I don't have that opportunity in my business. So, um, okay. Well, do we want to like add anything else on here? Cause I think we've covered all the questions. Did you yeah, want to ask I, me you, anything? <laughs> um, wow. Put me on the spot. <laughs> um, so I, the only thing I would add to it is like something that hit me a minute ago is like the entrepreneur spirit can really, it can be a, uh, it can be a fire that keeps you going or it can actually get a fire that's too big. And that's something that yes. I've actually experienced uh, in my life is that, you know, I, I focused on what I'm doing and then I see these glimmers of like, oh, there's a side hustle there. And I yeah. learned that I can't chase every side hustle I find, um, Ooh, because I found good. several of them and, and yes. I've, and I've found myself following running down this trail and I'm like okay you know wait a minute let's back up yeah. here. I don't really have time for this but at the on the onset it was great you know yes it takes a lot of if you find a side hustle that's uh, if you're an entrepreneur already and then you're trying to find a yeah. side hustle make sure you have time to, to really focus on it and do it because that's really good there's opportunities everywhere out there at first I thought you were about to call me out being a workaholic but no I'm glad you called yourself out on that that's nice <laughs> That's something that I've really worked hard on during our relationship and I'm happy about because I used to work so many hours and after having Kenzie three years ago, you know, trying to balance being a mom plus my business plus my employees trying to sell. And I think that now, um, you know, a couple of years later, I'm finally realizing, okay, I can set my phone aside. I can have time for my personal life and then also have time for my business versus just working 
24-7 and being at the beck and call of my clients because ultimately that's who we work for, right? I mean, we've been in the middle of the night and you've gotten a phone call because someone's house caught on fire and you've had to go and help with that. So we do have things that we have to kind of address in the moment, but really um, we can set our time and our schedule as we want to as business owners, which is really nice. Yeah. And work-life balance is important. I, I've been through yes. that before. Uh, when yeah. I was in uh, that, actually, I wasn't even an entrepreneur, but when I worked for the state, you know, I was on call 24 yeah. seven and my schedule was flexible or I could work anytime I wanted to. And so I had yeah. to learn then of like, OK, it, it'll be there tomorrow. I'll deal with it then. Right. And carrying that over in, especially into the beer business, it was you could get strung yeah. out doing something until late in the evening <laughs> or going to events and all this thing. And then that carries over, especially when you own the business, it's even more so that you want to make sure you're there. So. Uh, in the moment Absolutely. and not miss anything. So yeah. as an entrepreneur, that's another struggle that we all have. I think that we, yep. uh, that people don't realize is that we're trying to figure out, okay, I could really go to work, but I really should probably spend time, you know, <laughs> watching TV with the family or hanging out, you know, whatever. So uh, I think that is super important in, in our, in our space. Yeah. And I'm really excited about our new podcast that's going to be launching. I don't know what it's called yet. We haven't started anything yet, but whenever we decide, I will let all of my listeners know on this podcast. Um, it's going to be more about like our personal life and our banter. <laughs> this has been like the most serious conversation we've had in like three weeks, I think. <laughs> I think you just named it. I don't know what I'm going to call this podcast. I don't <laughs> And please tune into, I don't know what I'm going to call this podcast, podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, babe, for being on. Um, appreciate all of your intel. I hope my listeners learned a lot today and I will catch you guys next week. <laughs>